Chapter 4. The first Monday of unemployment is weird. Part of you wants to pour an entire bottle of Baileys into your coffee and spend the entire day drunkenly crying at cat videos. And the second part of you is in a complete panic. The second part of you wakes up in a cold sweat after dreaming Brenda fires you over and over and over again until she turns into a monster and eats your face off. So I decide at 6 a.m. that maybe making a budget will help my anxiety. Okay, so after electricity, gas, water, Netflix, Obamacare, I'll have $501.83 left. Great. (laughs) I have 28 days to find my own apartment and $500. Even if I get a new job, that's not enough money for a deposit or a first month's rent. And just like that, the second part of me gives in two Baileys, Sands Coffee. I start to slip into the warm embrace of Irish liquor when Jessica knocks on my door. I close my computer quickly so she doesn't see my bank statement, but she enters before I can hide my morning booze. Well, look who's up early! Yeah, I just uh, had to finish up some work. I don't know why I'm still lying to her. She's moving out anyway. My poverty doesn't affect her. I guess I'm just still kind of coming to grips with the truth myself. You are such a hard worker, she says, booping my nose. Boop! I bet they just love, love, love you at work. I feel like your spirit animal is like a worker bee. You're always just like working, 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 working. Do you need something? I just heard you up and thought you might want to go to yoga with me. The 6.30 class is a little late, but I've been practicing lucid dreaming, and last night I drummed myself into that organic kombucha shop on the Lower East Side with rotating taps. I just didn't want to leave. You know you could just, like, actually go there, right? Well, someone's a grump today. You know, I didn't want to say it, but I could feel your negative energy across the apartment. Yeah, sorry. I've just been feeling a little off. Ooh, idea. We should get your aura photographs tonight. We can see what's going on with you. You know, that's been Mark's passion lately. I thought Mark's passion was Burning Man. People can have more than one passion, Allie. The booze starts to kick in, and I just want to be left alone. Fine. Mark can photograph me tonight. Perfection. See you tonight, she says, leaving the room and completely forgetting that she invited me to yoga. Thank God. These days, I only downward dog for a steak dinner. I crack my computer again, wincing at the balance staring back at me. I need to find a man, and fast. I go to Craigslist with the full intention of doing a deep dive into the men-seeking women section, but notice a job tab on the far right of the page. Just then it hits me. Where do employed men spend most of their day? Work. Why not take a job, any job, and see if I can meet one? After all, if you're posting on Craigslist, you need a warm body fast, either in the bedroom or at a desk. I click into the writing and editing tab and see that the listings are sparse to say the least. First up is an ad to write college kids essays. Pass. I take plagiarism extremely seriously for someone who has no real moral compass. Next up is an ad titled, I pay for dirty shoes. Definitely not writing, but I pin it just in case my situation worsens. Finally, there's an ad that grabs my eye. Are you a total foodie? Get paid to write reviews of your favorite local spots. Employer Confidential, call for details. Part of me knows that it's probably just some shitty startup blog that's looking for cheap content. 
but the dreamer inside me hopes that Eater or NYMAG are looking for desperate freelancers like myself. Most importantly, I think this is my ticket to finding an employed man with an employed man's apartment. I pull out my phone and dial the number on the listing. Usually I'm more of an email kind of gal. I get phone anxiety like any true millennial, (laughs) but desperate times call for desperate measures. This is Kala. Hi, uh, my name's Ali Mehta. I saw your listing on Craig's. She cuts me off. I'll text you the address. Can you be here in an hour? Uh, well, I guess that kind of depends on where your address is. She hangs up on me. Well, okay then. (laughs) I quickly print out my resume and realize it still says I work at hashtag viral. Shit. I made this resume on InDesign with the work computer that I no longer have. I'm currently working with a 2009 Dell that's barely equipped with text edit since, by some strange miracle, my Microsoft Word got a virus. That's what you get for clicking into sugar daddy websites. Guess this old thing will have to do. You probably won't even notice. So you bring me an out-of-date resume and expect me not to notice? Oh, sorry, I, I just, it's a roiding job. It's about roiding. You can't even roid a date. I, uh, I actually just didn't have time. You know, my daddy used to say, what happens when you make an excuse? You make an ass out of you and me. Isn't that what happens when you assume? Oh, she talks back now. Yeah, I'll just grab myself and go, I say, thinking of the fresh pack of Xanax I have waiting back at my house. I don't do well with abrasive people, and yet still somehow became one. Sit your ass down, sweetie. Despite your clear lack of motivation, I'm at an impasse. I need words written, and it looks like you've got fingers. So, I got the job? I guess. Oh, awesome. So, what do you guys need exactly? Is this like a thousand more review on new coffee shops, that sort of deal? Oh, sweetie. No, we're not a magazine. We do web. Yeah. I mean, no one does magazines anymore, so you're like a blog. Jesus Christ, this one's not the brightest. No, honey, we write literal reviews on Yelp. We set you up with a bunch of emails. You write some shitty restaurant with roaches, has the best falafel in town. Boom, money. You get three bucks a review and cash at the end of the day. Don't list us on your tax return or I'll find you. And I suggest you use the bathroom on the second floor. Oh, and don't miss team bonding tomorrow. We're going to lunch. Can't wait to bond. If it were any other day under any other circumstances, I would have been long gone. But I have 28 days to find a new living situation. This is my best and only lead. Uh, do any men work here by chance? Of course. What kind of question is that? You got any more stupid queries? Because I suggest you get to work if you're going to meet your quota today. Wait, I'm starting now? Well, you said you need a job, right? I walk with Carla to my desk, and it's only now that I realize what a fucking dump this place is. I must have still had my Bailey's buzz on when I initially walked through this shithole. So here's your desk. You got a computer, right? Not with me. Well, looks like you'll be writing from your phone today, then. Here's a list of places to review. Don't bother me unless you're on fire. In which case, I actually suggest you call the fire department. Carla walks away. Her red pumps clacking on the cheap linoleum I haven't seen since my elementary school cafeteria days. What the fuck did I get myself into? I whisper to myself, flipping through a stack of business names Carla left me. 
I think she said something about a daily quota. Do I have to do all of these today? How long do the reviews need to be? How did my life devolve this quickly? I look around the room for a friendly face, but all I see are miserable women in headphones typing away. I mean, I'm miserable too, so no judgment, but where are all the guys? Just then, a pair of khakis turns the corner. The man wearing them has pale skin with deep brown features. He looks Jewish. I like Jewish guys. No uncircumcised surprises. He's what I'm here for. He's mine. I quickly straighten my hair, which I haven't washed in days, and casually walk into his pathway, staring at my phone like a fierce bitch who can't be bothered to look both ways before crossing the hallway. It's my go-to move. Oh god, I'm sorry, did I walk right into you? Jesus, or uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to take your lord's name in vain. It's fine, I'm Jewish. Nice. Oh, cool. I'm an atheist myself, but I'm very open spiritually. Allie, by the way. Michael, nice to meet you. This is awkward, but I, I think I'm actually your boss. Oh, great! Um, so in that case, I guess I have a few questions. I figured you might. There's actually a training video. Here. He hands me a box, and it takes me a second to understand what it is. But then I realize. It's a VHS tape. What the hell? Wasn't Yelp invented in the 2000s? Carla's a little old school. There's a TV VCR set up in the conference room. Be kind, rewind, Michael says, giving me a wink. I walk into the conference room and put the tape in the VCR. Carla's face via 2005 pops onto the screen. It's safe to say her hair hasn't changed, and neither has her face thanks to cheap Botox. Hello and welcome to Real Reviews. I'm Carla Brown, the owner of Real Reviews. Our mission is simple, provide authentic reviews for businesses. We just have a few rules here at Real Reviews to provide our freelance employees with success. First and foremost, there'll be no employee-to-employee relationships. If I see it, you'll be terminated immediately. Well, shit. This is going to be trickier than anticipated. Still, crappy classified jobs are a dime a dozen. If I get fired for sleeping with my boss, so be it. It's a chance I'm willing to take right now. It's a chance I have to take. It's a chance I literally can't afford not to take. I zone back into the presentation just in time to hear Carla signing off. And lastly, just to reiterate, there'll be no in-office diddling. I cannot stress enough that this is a professional environment and employees that canoodle will be handled accordingly. Chapter 5 I get home around 6, exhausted from my day of writing reviews. This place has the best sushi in town. Definitely did not give me food poisoning. I don't know what the other reviewers are talking about. Sure, there's no air conditioning, but what they lack in ventilation, they make up for in cool beverages. Anyone who says this place has rats clearly has schizophrenia. I feel a little icky, but I need money and more time with Michael. Bestie! I hate it that she's always home when I'm home. There's never quiet and always the smell of incense. Mark, get in here. Bestie's home. Jessica's boyfriend walks in the room dressed as what I can only describe a modern-day cult leader. Mark, good to see you. He nods. Oh, Mark's taking a vow of silence. Of course he is. It's kind of perfect, though, because we don't want to be disturbing your aura, right, babe? He nods again. I totally forgot I said yes to this aura shit. 
Why am I such a yes person? Okay, well, let's get this done. Do I need to, like, get naked or something? <laughs> oh, God, she's funny. Isn't she funny, Mark? Just stand there. We just need to, like, feel your energies. I stand in my living room, releasing my, quote, energies for what seems like an eternity. I turn right. I turn left. Then I get yelled at when I take a sip of old wine that's been sitting on my coffee table. By Jessica, of course. Mark doesn't talk anymore, apparently. When we're done, Mark puts his memory card into a computer and pulls up photos of me surrounded by ethereal colors. Allie, oh my god, you have so much red! Oh god, and gray. So much gray! What? What's that mean? What does gray mean? Nothing, nothing, it's fine. Just, um, uh, no, no, no. It's, just, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Anyway, uh, Mark will email you these and then we'll just Venmo you for the session. No, tell me what gray- Wait, what? What do you mean you'll Venmo me? Well, you didn't think he did this for free, did you? Um, yes, actually. I should have known from your aura you'd be cheap about this. What? Why? What does Gray mean? And how much am I supposed to pay him? His normal sessions are $500. What? $500? I don't have $500. Oh, come on, Allie. I know you get paid every time someone clicks into 10 ways to masturbate yourself to sleep. Okay, I wrote that story like a year ago. And no, actually, I'm not getting paid for that. I... I was fired, okay? I'm fucking broke. What? Jessica yells, more shocked than I anticipated. When were you going to tell me? Um, never. So how do you plan to pay me back for the damages to the apartment? I don't know. Didn't we pay some kind of deposit? Um, I paid a deposit, and you were strapped for cash, remember? And yet somehow you've caused all the damage in this place, like this. Jessica points to a red wine stain I made while drunkenly playing Dance Dance Revolution last year. And this! She points to a bright pink projectile puke ring on the wall from the same night. Um, um, Jessica, calm down, you can do this. Um, now she's speaking in third person. Okay, okay, I'll figure it out, okay? You're really, you're just really throwing off my chi, okay, Allie? You just, you know what, you need to stay somewhere else tonight. I don't want to feel your presence in this apartment. Namaste. What? Where am I supposed to go? I said namaste. Chapter 6. Hey Brandon, it's me Allie. Or, I'm sure you have my number. Um, sorry I missed you. I mean, I didn't miss you like that. I meant like I missed you, like, the phone. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm weird. I'm weird on voicemail. <laughs> um, anyway, can you, can you call me when you get a sec? Fuck, I whisper as I pace back and forth outside my apartment building. Now would be a really good freaking time to be dating a guy with a place. I scroll through my contacts looking for someone, anyone, to call. James lives with his parents. Jeff? No, he has a girlfriend now. And then I see it. The name Michael. My new boss slash target. We flirted all day at work, coming up with funny reviews for the shady massage parlors Carla assigned us. Clean atmosphere? 9 out of 10. Friendly staff, 8 out of 10. Blowjob, a little teethy. Just like I like it, 10 out of 10. At the end of the day, he grabbed my number, quote, for work purposes. But it seems like more than that. He was clearly falling into my office cool girl trap. But it feels too soon for a late night call. Making a guy love you is a delicate process. I stare at my phone. There's no one else to call. Time to put this office romance into overdrive. I pull out the mini bottle of bourbon I keep in my purse just in case 
and chug it. Then I dial his number. Hey, Michael, it's me, Ali, your employee. <laughs> Can I come over? Chapter 7 Michael's apartment is quaint, but I could get used to it. It's lofted, which means high ceilings, but the decorations leave something to be desired. The floors are carpeted, the walls are white, and the couch is fluffy, black, and leather. It reminds me of that one time I tried to fit into a Catwoman costume for Halloween. Still, beggars can't be choosers, and I'm a beggar for sure. I'm glad you called. You are? I wasn't sure if I was overstepping my boundaries. What Carla doesn't know won't kill her, right? He's sexy when he talks about breaking company protocol. This place is grit. Before I can finish, he pulls me in and kisses me. I want to like it so badly, but he immediately plunges his tongue down my throat. I can feel my stomach starting to reject my purse bourbon. I pull away. So, um, do you have any alcohol in this place? Maybe some whiskey? Oh, she likes a stiff drink. Maybe you'll like something else stiff. What the hell did I get myself into? The night goes on and Michael gets creepier and creepier. I never picked up on it at work, but maybe his hypersexual Yelp reviews were telling. He's also oddly clingy. At one point, I ask why it's so goddamn cold in his apartment, and he says, quote, The colder it is, the more you'll want to cuddle with me. And cuddle we did. All goddamn night. I somehow went from worried I was overstepping my bounds to his penis nestling between my butt cheeks in less than three hours. By the time the morning came, I couldn't deal. Uh, I'm actually not feeling well. I think I should maybe stay home today, go to the doctor, you know. I didn't want to see his pasty-ass face all day, especially after he told me this morning he wanted to wife me. He comes on too strong, and that's coming from me. No, baby, I don't want to go to work without you. Come on, who am I going to make out with in the copy room? I vomited my mouth a little bit. I, I can't, my stomach is just crazy right now. Oh yeah? Did I get you pregnant? I hope so, he says, winking at me. We didn't even have sex. Does he think that spooning is sex? Huh, yeah, not pregnant, just, uh, just probably a stomach bug. He grabs me in close and goes for a kiss. He seems to like to do that. Come here, babe. If you have a bug, I want it. You should really go. I don't want to vomit all over your work clothes. Okay, okay, but you stay here, relax, and look sexy. I better come home to you still on my couch, missy. Okay, you got it. Five minutes later and he's gone, having given me a key. Which would have been my dream yesterday. Today, not so much. Just as I start to formulate an escape route from this nightmare of a relationship, my phone rings from a number I don't realize. Allie, say girl, it's me, Brandon. Did I miss your call last night? I totally blacked out and busted my phone. Can't really see the screen anymore. Lucky you have your number memorized, huh? Yeah, lucky. Well, uh, don't worry about it. I butt-dialed you. Tight, tight. Hey, what are you doing today? I'm off and trying to grab some hangover food. Wanna grab? And then he says the magic word. Brunch? My mind is telling me no, but my body is telling me brunch. Plus, after a difficult 24 hours, I deserve this. Will there be a bloody bar? There can be. Fine, I'm in. 
I walk up to Grand Army 10 minutes late and my immediate thought is, shit, I can't afford this. Then I see a Bloody Mary out of the corner of my eye and realize credit cards exist for a reason. Allie, right here! Brandon yells from the booth in the corner. He saved me a spot facing the door, just like I like, and ordered me a bloody, extra spicy. As annoying as Brandon is, this is exactly what I need after the night from hell. You look like shit. <laughs> and then he says that. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't sleep much last night. Why, Jessica doing midnight chants again? I wouldn't know. Hey, do you want to take a shot? I ask, ready to forget my problems. And a shot we take. And then another... And then another. And then we break for a Bloody Mary, and then we have more shots. Before I know it, I'm drunk. Like, really drunk. And I've spent way too much money. My phone buzzes. It's a text alert from my bank asking if the $100 bar tab in the middle of the day is fraud. Nope, not fraud, just another bad decision. I should really get home. Wait, I can't. Why not? I, uh, do you know what aura photography is? But before I can explain, the door chimes. Oh, fuck. To be continued. Hey guys, this is Hannah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Dating My Rent Check. Tune in next week to find out who Ali runs into at the brunch restaurant. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Both are under Dating My Rent Check. And if you have any comments or concerns, um, I don't know why you would have concerns about a podcast. (laughs) But uh, if you have any comments, please email me at datingmyrentcheck at gmail.com. Thanks, guys.